Welcome to the Virtual Chapter Podcast, the show that helps you become a world-class virtual CEO, run a profitable and scalable online business, and build a thriving virtual team. We're talking the systems, strategies, and leadership skills that will help you show up, sell out, and do it all with a mountain of ease. Each week, we'll be breaking down the operation side of online business in a way that feels fun and inspiring. We'll share tech tools and tips, systems to streamline and scale, secrets to hiring and leading your high-performing team, and interviews with leading business experts to show you what it really takes to build your business online. I'm your host, Nivek Harrison, CEO of The Virtual Chapter, an award-winning virtual support agency where we help leading coaches, consultants, and creatives build businesses bigger than themselves, create a global impact with a virtual team, and generate more cash than they ever knew possible. Are you ready to up-level your online business? Let's dive in. You know how deeply I believe that your processes are such an integral part to being able to scale and build and grow a really sustainable, efficient business. But I also know that it can be really overwhelming and also a little bit unknown of like, well, what does a good process look like? What does best practice mean? Where should I be focusing my time and energy or my team's time and energy in creating, updating, documenting processes so that they're doing the right things for my business and my goals. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about why it's so important to have essentially best practice processes to support your big business growth. Because if we are winging it, and it can feel like a lot of what we're doing in business is winging it, but when we don't have those processes documented, when we are really insular focused on like, this is what I'm doing today, this is what my team is doing today. We're not looking at the bigger picture. We're not looking at how those specific processes within our business are going to grow and evolve as we scale. It can be really hard to hit the big goals that we want because we're holding a lot of the pieces ourselves, especially if you've got no processes documented, everything's resting on your shoulders or in your head. So the reality is having processes is the backbone of scalability in your business. And you could look at I mean, the most obvious examples of really robust processes come from commerce and e-commerce spaces. Think of Amazon, for example. The reason they have grown as quickly as they did are able to deliver the volume that they deliver is the most incredible internal processes. Now, we may agree with them or we may disagree with them, but they work for their business model. It is a very process-based business. Now, I don't necessarily want you to think about your business in that exact same way. We're not building an assembly line type task, but I just want you to understand like how the importance of or the significance of having those systems in place because it's going to ensure consistency. It's going to reduce errors from you or your team. It's going to create a much better client experience and it's going to save you time. And when we're talking about scaling, which usually is related to holding more clients, taking on more business, making more money, we need to create time and efficiencies in order to be able to do that. Because I think for a lot of people, and it was certainly the case for me for a long time, is I almost resisted scaling the business in any sort of big way because it just looked like needing so much more of my time that I didn't have. The only way I could envisage growth was essentially 
you know, say doubling the the amount of work we were already doing. And that felt huge to me. That felt like something I couldn't possibly hold. And so actually diving into the processes, looking for the opportunities to automate, to delegate, to make things more efficient is how we got to the point where we were able to grow to seven figures, where we've been able to grow the agency and the team and the number of clients we support is because we have really robust processes underpinning all of that. So how do we get started? The first thing to do is to identify your specific core processes within your business. Now, it's not necessarily going to be the same for everyone. So for example, if you have a business model where you are launching regularly, you're going to need a really robust launch process. You might have a business that never launches. You might have evergreen funnels, in which case you likely have really great processes and systems in place around that. Maybe you run a model similar to ours, an agency whether it's maybe it's an advertising agency, a marketing agency, you don't necessarily launch, but you need really great sales processes. I think in ter- if you're getting started and you're not exactly clear on what your core processes are, the things that I think are reasonably universal at a high level, and you're going to drill them down into the specifics for your business, but the universal systems are content and marketing. <laughs> We're online business owners. We need to market. We need to create content. Having processes around that is going to change the game. So you are not missing things. You are not missing opportunities and you are growing your presence, your platforms, your visibility, which is a huge component of being able to grow your revenue, right? The next one is going to be your sales and conversion process. So how do people buy from you? Do you have calls? Is there an application form? Do people just buy from your website? If you're launching, likely part of your launch process sits within here, within the sales component. And the next two are things that no matter what your business is, these matter so much. And that is your client onboarding processes and your client management processes. Now, we spoke about each of those four and how they relate to our business a little bit more in the previous episode, episode 61. But they're the four that I think are pretty universal. You might also have some different processes in place or some variations of these processes. So for example, let's say you're a podcaster and your podcast is a huge part of your marketing and also your sales systems. You're likely going to have some really great processes or need some really great processes around your podcast. What does best practice look like for that? Now, I wish... (laughs) I wish everyone was sharing transparently around what their processes look like and what the results of those processes look like, but it's kind of the not so secret secret in the online business space, right? I'm not necessarily going to tell you the how to, I wish people would, and I'm trying to to share more of this with you on this podcast, but the reality is the best process you can put in place is the one that serves your unique business model. Right, Because the way you launch might be different to the way I launch. The things that work for your audience might be really different to the things that work for my audience. So the best place to start is with what you already know in your business. What have you done in the past that has worked really well? What have you done in the past that doesn't work really well? And start creating your processes and your systems from that place to really understand, well, what does best practice look like for you? Once you know the systems or the platforms that you're going to focus on, the systems and the processes, the next thing to do is to document. And this is the step that I think most people miss or we sort of half do, right? We need to document our processes if we want to scale. 
because most likely as part of that scaling journey, we're going to start either involving team, which means we need to be able to hand over these processes. Documentation is key for that. Or we're going to need to have less on our own plate in order to hold more in other areas. And documenting processes is a huge part of that. Now, it doesn't need to be complicated. If you Google standard operating procedures, SOPs, you will likely get some ads, at least a couple of ads for platforms that want you to sign up to a reasonably expensive monthly subscription to create an SOP library for your business. And for almost all of you listening to this, that's so unnecessary. We're talking about micro teams, right? Like if you have less than 10 people, and I think most of you have less than three people on your teams, you do not need to pay for some expensive process management platform. What you need is Google Docs, Asana or another project management platform. Two other tools I do recommend is Loom for screen recordings. I think screen recordings are such a powerful part of process documentation because it's one of the most efficient ways to train a team member on how to do things. And the other tool that I really love using is one called Tango. Tango is a Google Chrome plugin that I use. And it screen records you as you do something and then breaks it down into steps, essentially documenting the process. So it doesn't record a video, it screen captures significant steps in the process for you. And then you can add context, additional information, etc. They are the four tools that I would recommend. And for the most part, they're free. I think Tango has a monthly subscription. Loom starts free, although you might need a monthly subscription depending on how many videos you have, but it's not a really expensive piece of technology. And likely once you start using it, you'll find a lot of areas in your business (laughs) to use it for other things. But documenting the processes is so, so important. And then the piece that comes off that is regularly updating them. I know how easy it can be. Often we get inspired by different things at different times. We're like, great, I'm going to document a heap of my procedures right now. And then we don't touch it. (laughs) We don't touch it for months, if not years. And then somebody asks for something. We open up this old procedure doc and we're like, it's so out of date. This isn't the tech we're using anymore. This isn't the way I do things anymore. Maybe the software's had a big update and so it looks really different inside. So there has to be an element of how am I maintaining these systems? And if you're working with a team, really, I think there's such a big conversation to have with your team about their responsibility in this piece as well. If they're the ones doing a task regularly, they can absolutely be responsible for updating the process because they will likely be the first ones to notice when there's a change. They will notice if the technology has evolved. They can add any additional context or information that you've shared with them in the day-to-day doing of these tasks. And so having those conversations with your team is so important to creating best practice within your business because they're going to be so up to date if your team are on board with doing this with you. Now, if you have a team member who is maybe pushing back saying, well, I actually don't like documenting processes. I don't want to document my processes. You now need to make a decision as a CEO of, well, what's the importance of these systems to my long-term growth, scalability, sustainability of my business and have that conversation with your team member and essentially see where that goes. But for me, it's a non-negotiable that anyone in your business who is doing something can and should be documenting and updating what they are doing. Now, long-term, that all sounds fantastic, but also sometimes life happens, (laughs) And you as the business owner might need to jump in and do something or you're offline and your team need to pick up a task that they haven't previously done. 
having processes, documented processes in place makes it so easy for you, your team to support each other in those moments. I'll never forget one of my clients, this is going back a couple of years now, we transitioned to Thrivecart for all of our payments, um, all of our, our payment plans, our payment agreements. And I was offline over the Christmas period, December, January. I took two weeks off and the, the my client had a client who wanted a payment plan for a program that we hadn't already set up. Now, the, my client had barely used Thrivecart until that point. She certainly hadn't been in to create products or offers or link things up, etc. But what we did have was a really well-documented process within Asana that had step-by-step, if you're creating a new offer, here's what you need to do. And so she was able to do that without me while I was offline, even though it's something that I would absolutely be doing for the business any other day of the week, I was offline and she as the business owner should never feel hamstrung by not knowing how something runs in your business. And I think this is the other piece and the other almost mindset shift that I think we need to make when we're moving towards a operations focused or process focused business. You shouldn't need to know how everything works in your own business at all times. That's really unrealistic. I can guarantee you the CEO of McDonald's does not know how everything works inside each of his stores and franchises. Can guarantee it. (laughs) But what you should know is how to find the information. So if you find yourself in a similar position where your team is offline, whether that is planned holidays or emergency situations, health, family, other commitments, can you get the information you need about how your business runs. Because if you can't, you have a really big flaw in your business, in your team, that is eventually going to come back to bite you on the butt. I can't tell you the number of horror stories I've heard from business owners who cannot do things in their own business because they've never either asked their team to document things for them. They've deliberately chosen not to get involved because they quote unquote, don't like tech You know how I feel about that. There's a previous episode if you want to go back and listen to what to do if you don't think you're a techie person. Um, I think that the worst thing you can do is really neglect this information within your business and assume that there's always going to be somebody else to pick it up. For most of us, we're working with team members who are working maybe a couple of hours a week for our business. They are not on call, you know, 40 hours a week, 24-7, 365 a year. And you as the business owner should be able to move things forward, especially in the most important processes. So anything around sales, client delivery, you should absolutely be able to find the information to do it yourself. If you can't, it's time to have a conversation with your team about prioritizing those processes. Once you've got your processes documented, we definitely want to take a look at like, where are we looking to automate? Where are the opportunities for process improvement or efficiency creation? If you go back and listen to episode 59, I spoke about some ways, some automations within a coaching or online course-based business that I think are super valuable and can definitely win you back a lot of time. Again, when we're talking about scaling a business, there has to be a reduction in the work that you're already doing because all of us are busy, right? In whatever stage of business you're at, you feel busy, you feel full, you feel probably at capacity in a lot of ways. And that energy can really prevent us from growing and scaling because if we don't believe we can hold more, we're not going to bring more in in any way, shape or form. 
And so the processes, the team, the automation are all really critical parts of creating systems that are going to scale and support you to scale your business in really big ways. The final piece of the puzzle to really creating best practice processes is quality control. (laughs) Now, I spoke a little bit about this in terms of maintaining your processes, but I definitely think having some checkpoints in your business, the regular reviews of your systems and processes is so important to making sure that nothing is falling down the wayside, to make sure your team feel really supported by the processes, to make sure your documentation is up to date, to make sure that the outcome of the processes is consistent every time. So this could be things like having quarterly check-ins. I have a an audit template. If you want it, send me a DM over on Instagram. I have an audit template that will literally take you 10 minutes to audit the systems in your business and see where there might be some opportunities for improvement or review. You could put those into your calendar, into your project management tool to do quarterly. So you're always on top of things. You can maybe create some, again, <laughs> some more processes around at the end of a launch, for example, is there someone in your team who's responsible for going back and updating the processes, the documentation based on what occurred during the launch? I know for a lot of my clients, that is so valuable every time we do that because inevitably something comes up. Either we decide to tweak something or we do something differently. And sometimes it is just in the moment we are in a launch period. It can definitely feel really busy. And so our documentation isn't necessarily updated at the time, but we know that we do a review after every launch. So we can go back at that stage and update any of our key processes or documents or systems so that they're ready to go for the next time we launch. So we're not constantly in this cycle of always having to remember, oh, why did we do it that way last time? How did we do this last time? How did we set up that technology that we only use twice a year in our business? How did we do that last time? Everything gets documented. So looking for those opportunities of like, well, how can I create, again, those little processes to review the processes? I know it's very meta. I'm sorry. (laughs) But how can you create those little checkpoints for yourself and your team to make sure you are always on top of your systems, on top of the processes, your documentation is up to date, everyone in your team is following the documentation, everything is being done the way it's meant to be done. That's how we really start to create best practice because there's so many little opportunities for things to fall down, especially if we're not following the documentation, maybe your team are winging it a little bit, maybe your team have fallen into the trap of just thinking they know because they've been doing it for so long and absolutely they probably do. But it's also that point, that mindset is a place where things can get missed and things can go wrong and the wrong email gets sent at the wrong time or they're rushing through something and it goes to the wrong person or the wrong name is written in. So just making sure those processes are constantly reviewed, that your team are using them and you are the driver of that. If you're constantly going around your processes, you're going to teach your team that it's okay to go around your processes as well. So how can you, as the CEO of your business, really lead from a place where you understand the importance, you know that your operations are so key to your growth of your business, to your ability to hold more, to support more clients, to have the impact you really want to have 
And therefore, you're going to always be the champion in your business for those processes and systems being so robust, so high quality, so that you are in such a great place to continue to grow and scale, especially in those seasons where things do explode, (laughs) where suddenly you are inundated with inquiries or leads. That's the time that we want to be so on top of our processes because that's also, you know, the opportunity for things to fall apart. So how can we make sure we're really prepared for that to happen so that we can just hold more, so that we can achieve those goals that we've got for ourselves, so that you can hit that first six-figure launch or that first seven-figure year. Your processes are so central to all of that happening. I would, as always, love to hear from you. Send me a DM over on Instagram at The Virtual Chapter and tell me what you are committing to in terms of your processes for the rest of 2023. Maybe you are committing to creating a process library, to starting to document processes, to having a conversation with your team about the importance of processes. Whatever it is, I would love to hear how you are creating best practice within your own business. I will see you again next week.